I'm Robin Amler of IBS Intelligence. You're listening to the IBS iViews podcast. With me is Omar Sheikh, founder and chief executive officer of Coco Invest. Now, Coco Invest graduated quite recently from the Central Bank of Bahrain's Sandbox and is the first Islamic digital wealth manager to do so. So, Omar, I'd like to begin with discussing the Sandbox experience. What did you go through? What did you gain? First of all, it was quite a deliberate decision to go through the sandbox in Bahrain. And we made that decision basically on the back of the professionalism of the sandbox, how it was set up, and also Bahrain being one of the absolute leaders in Islamic compliant financial regulation. It is one of the centers globally. And for us as a fintech, it was very, it's always very, very important that we evoke trust in our customers. So With that in mind, it was very, very important to work with a regulator that was both progressive, but also had quite an open mindset. So what attracted us most really was the sort of dynamic team, uh, very flat structure, and the way it was, you know, there was quite a a can-do attitude. So we were invited to apply. We, We have offices in Copenhagen. And we duly made the application process. I have to emphasize it was quite a, a, an involved process, which from, from our side was, was a good thing. You know, it, it is a case quite often in, in this industry that quality over quantity. So we, uh, we, we made um, it quite a lengthy process and, and involved um, a, a thorough risk assessment of the proposition that we were putting forward, but also how we would operate while we were in the process and operating underneath the sort of sandbox license, which in itself allowed us to onboard global customers, the whole remit of a, of a fully-fledged product and service. And so therefore, there had to be the right protections uh, still in place. We had a very, very positive experience, actually, with the Central Bank of Bahrain. Throughout the whole process, the team was um, always on hand. And, um, you know, there was always reporting, but there was always a a two-way conversation, which for us gave us the ability also to provide our perspectives from the fintechs. And this is often what we find something that's quite lacking, that the the two-way conversation is really valuable for for also the regulator to, to build up their knowledge and understanding of from our perspective. It does also sort of lens that it is important that it is quite a selective process, but handled correctly, I think both parties can can um, gain very much from the process. Now, I said you graduated from the sandbox, so Coco Invest now has its, in quotation marks, diploma. What does that get for you in the business world? Do you get more credibility? Do you get more doors opening? It's a great route to take for those that would need to have quite a senior license. What it allows us to do is talk to investors, show them that we have had a fully-fledged service product, the team is there, the regulation is there. We've had oversight from a very involved, very highly credible regulator that creates this confidence that we are a great team, we have a great product, people trust us and we can operate effectively. Because when you're talking to investors, the number one issue is risk. And wherever you can reduce the risk and reduce uncertainty is a very, very good thing. 
So that's what a diploma, that's what a sort of graduation document effectively does, is it allows us to demonstrate we have a great product, we have a great team, we've operated within a live environment, obviously under the close watch of a regulator. But again, that's a very good thing. Let's move on now from the sandbox experience. You have all that behind you. What's the target market for Coco Invest as an Islamic digital wealth manager? First and foremost, we are an inclusive company and, and we intend to really change much of the perception about what Islamic compliant investing is. So our target market will be global. We will roll this out region by region, organically and logically globally where we see the best opportunities. So obviously, you know, MENA region will be a very, very key market for us. It is incredibly underserved. Within this space, there's very, very lack of product and and a big demand for accessible quality Islamic compliant investment solutions. So the MENA will be a really, really important market for us, but as will also um, Europe and Southeast Asia. But, you know, right across the world, globally, there is there is really quite a demand for this product and service. And being a digital supplier, we can onboard those customers. So it's it's a, it comes down to organically rolling out, obtaining more regulatory licenses and expanding the product range. Because as a company, Cocoa will 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 expand far beyond purely wealth management. Uh, we're looking at some fantastically exciting products that add a lot to the consumer experience, particularly in open banking. And we will grow a sort of Amazon of Islamic compliant investment solutions. There are two words in in the descriptor of the company that I just used, wealth manager. But from what I'm hearing, you are pitching at a mass market audience, not the wealthy audience. Am I right in that? Absolutely correct. Absolutely correct. We, as as I say, we, we are very inclusive company and a very inclusive brand. So one is one of the features about the Islamic compliant investment industry is high quality product has been very inaccessible for the retail consumer. Sook cooks can trade in blocks of $250,000 blocks. So for the retail consumer, it hasn't really been an option up till today. However, with Cocoa Invest, we allow consumers to open up an account with as little as $100. What that allows them to do is we manage the portfolios, we build these portfolios, um, not just using ETFs, which is very conventional, pretty much the, the vanilla strategy and robo-advisory, but we also use and access the best, highest quality mutual fund managers running certified Islamic compliant mutual funds. These are tend to be more institutional, but through Cocoa, you can consumers can gain access to a much higher quality product at very low fees and very low entry barriers, so $100. Look, I appreciate that there's a huge untapped or potentially huge untapped Islamic investment market. There's there's money there looking for homes or perhaps not actively looking for homes but could find homes. There's also an ethical investment marketplace for non-Muslims who would welcome what you might have to offer. But you mentioned Islamic mutual funds. These funds are quite small still, aren't they? Some are, but actually it would surprise you. Some of the funds that we invest in, north of a billion dollars, we only invest in very, very high quality managers. There's a lot of crossover between ESG and ethical funds and Islamic compliant funds. And in actual fact, 
some of the um, some of the Islamic compliant funds are, are are highly demanded by those investors, both institutional and retail, who want a much higher confidence that what they're investing is exactly what they say it is. is purely ethical, is certified as such, and is correctly um, regulated and oversaw. So, as I say, we're we're, we're very inclusive, and um, you know these these the, the managers we select go through a very rigorous due diligence process with ourselves. I come personally from a fund of funds background from Schroeder's, and we take the same institutional approach to our funds. Some of these funds are run by some of the largest managers on, in the world, such as Franklin Templeton, HSBC, BlackRock, etc. So we ensure that only very high quality products with, with the minimum of daily liquidity which is one of the most key concerns because we allow our consumers that level of liquidity. We seek out funds that also uh, provide that level of liquidity, however, with a very large pool. What's your view on the multiplicity of Sharia interpretations? Because there is no overarching authority. There's not even in some countries a country authority is that not going to muddy the waters when you're trying to build an investment portfolio? That's a really interesting question. It's always going to be tricky. You know, you're not going to ever be in a position of pleasing absolutely everybody. However, having said that, what we do as a, as a company is we select certain areas of our business to use external, very high quality external partners to be able to help us select and, and certify those products. So we use um, a, a global provider for uh, that specialise in, in, in Sharia compliance oversight that although we might um, love an investment fund that we're very keen to invest in, we must have the external sign-off review process and sign-off from our external partners who have offices in Bahrain as well as London, uh, New York, etc., who also delve deeply into these funds, into the manager, into their certification to ensure that they are happy with the interpretation of these rules. But you're absolutely right. You know, we, you know, it, it, there are different interpretations of the rules, and that's why, as a company, we strive to be very, very, very transparent with the funds we do invest in. We display also their certification. And ourselves, we ensure that our business is certified and operating correctly within um, the mainstream interpretation of Islamic compliance operations. Okay, so you've come out of the sandbox earlier this year. What's the evolution of the business over the next two years? Where are you going to be in 2024? Right. So number one, I mean, the core, the core of, of, of what we're doing right now is we're talking to um, a lot of very keen investors to start ramping up the operations quite aggressively. Now, the core of what we do will always be wealth management because that's our that's our background. That's our core is a sort of hedge fund, you know, hedge fund background is much of the team. And that will be a, a major feature of that. But we have a huge team of high quality technology developers. We are developing really exciting products that really are aimed at the retail investment and solving core problems such as moving money globally, um, FXing at a cheap rate and et cetera. We also have plans for a Sukkot marketplace, which will become on board probably early next year. So, you know, there is there is actually quite a large list of products that we are bringing to market. One of the key points for us, though, is, is, is regulation. 
working with regulators, applying and being granted our, our, our correct regulations to operate within those territories. So we're always open for partnerships, of course. We're a relatively small operator as it stands, and, and we really want to get our, our products in front of people, whether it's through a partnership agreement with a local bank or whether consumers want to come to us directly for a sort of wider experience. It, it will always be building up the teams, finding a very high-quality talent, which can be a challenge, um, attracting that talent, retaining that talent, investing in our products and services so that our consumers are always happy to, to seek out the products that they need through us. Omar Sheikh, founder and chief executive officer of Cocoa Invest, thank you very much.